All right, welcome back. So just a quick thought, you know, too many people in crypto and I hate to sound like some guy giving advice and whatnot, but this is an original thought and I figured I'd put it out in the interwebs. Maybe it helps somebody. It's honestly something that I'm trying to do. And uh, I think it could help somebody. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Too many people in crypto, man, you know, they are too focused on the cards that are potentially in the deck. Okay. And not the cards in their hands, right? They're too focused on the cards potentially in the deck, but not the cards in their hands. Now, this is something that I'm going to just make my motto because literally I've never heard somebody say this. And I think it's a good little philosophy to just make a motto, you know, people, influencers, you know, Gary V, he's all, he's got his little mottos. I just want to claim the IP for this motto because it's an original thought. I've never heard it said anywhere else. If it is said anywhere else, then great minds think alike, but it's still an original thought. And, uh, Essentially, what I mean by this is sometimes we think of the, oh, this will happen. Oh, this could happen. Oh, this can happen instead of, oh, wait a second. This is currently happening to me, right? Like what's currently happening to you? And why I think this is an important thought is sometimes what we have is not what we are thinking about, right? Like say for crypto, for instance, you have this NFT of this project and then there's this new hot NFT that comes around. It can be applied to crypto. It can be applied to life. It can be, be applied to everything, everything. So you got this new hot crypto in a different industry. Let's say you got a metaverse coin. You believe in the network effect of the project. You have it in your portfolio. It's done well, but you're still sleeping on it, right? Well, first of all, if the cards in your hand are, you know, number one, you can afford to lose the money you have invested, then that puts you already in a safer position. You're closer to getting 21 if we're playing blackjack already, right? If it's not money that you can afford to lose, though, now you're really gambling. You're really gambling. So let's take the stance of somebody who's being responsible, putting money in that they can afford to lose. Okay. If you have a metaverse product that you believe in and you're hodling, and I'm not saying to promote diamond hands because we've already established this guy can afford to lose his money for this person. And one of your cards is a great card. Like it's a really great card, right? Maybe it's, I'm not going to use, you know, maybe you got a, two kings a pair of kings okay not much better than two than a pair of kings right but maybe you're going for that royal flush action you know your probability of getting that royal flush if you're going to sell that metaverse project that's developing a network effect that you believe in okay is way less to get a royal flush than it is to hold hold right hold your two kings and play that and what's the probability of the other cards around the table that the other people are holding you know it's an interesting thought that i figured i'd play around with during this zoom recording 
it too well. And uh, basically what I'm trying to say is like, what cards do you have and why did you get those cards in the first place? Some self-awareness, reverse engineering. And how can you play off of those cards? Then wondering if you just ditch your own cards that you were dealt, what's going to happen, you know, potentially big if on the you know deck like what cards are you getting unless you're a day trader and you're you have the rare skill of being able to count the cards counting cards right day traders are in my mind far and few between because if you call yourself a trader but you're not doing it full time and you haven't been doing it for 10 to 15 years this is like consistently being profitable I don't personally consider you a trader. I consider you somebody that's maybe aiming to be a full-time trader, but you haven't proven yourself to the market yet. But that's just my own standard, right? You're an aspiring trader and that's okay too. That's great. I'm an aspiring YouTuber. I have not proven yet that I can be a full-time YouTuber, but we're working on that. So what I guess I'm trying to say is like, if you keep ditching your hand and you keep ditching the pairs and the cards that you have, depending on if you're playing five-card draw, blackjack, whatever you're doing, right? And I'm not a gambling man. I don't even really know these terms. I just know the, you know, play your hands, play the cards in your hand. I've always liked that because it kind of gets us to realize, number one, be gratuitous of what we have and aware of what we have and what we got going for us, okay? And then what's like... Usually with anything, when we give up on what we got going for us to chase something else, the amount of risk or probability, unless you're counting the cards, right? Like the day traders, it's far more risk as soon as you give up what you have. So sometimes though, if you just have like a really bad card, you know, like maybe a, I don't know, a six of like just a random, if all the, you got maybe four, you got two pairs and we're playing five card draw where you have five cards and you're trying to get pairs and flushes and things of that nature. Maybe you have two pairs and you got one card that's just sitting there, right? Well, I mean, if that's like a meme coin or something that's incredibly speculative that you don't even really believe in, that you were just hoping to pump and dump, you know, then and by the way, there's people that believe in meme coins. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people that just aped into something and they still have some store of value in it, whether it be like multiples of $100 and maybe ditching that card to go you know, back to the dealer and try to get a different card is a good call, right? If it's something that you truly don't believe in. I was in this Metaverse Monday Twitter space yesterday. It was very interesting. And it was like, this guy, Crypto Mage, was just talking about how essentially somebody asked the question, what do we think of Sandbox? I laid out my argument on why I thought that was a great project. It's got a real good network effect. A lot of big companies are buying up plots of land in that metaverse. And that's increasing the, since those companies own land in that metaverse, it's kind of like if you own land, you're part of the same vehicles that these billion dollar companies are investing in. And I also saw that Snoop Dogg is getting involved in the sandbox, 
right? So that's a network effect. In crypto, we like to look at network effects, usage, adoption, things of that nature. Those are the metrics that bring in the money to the market caps. So this guy, Crypto Mage, he's a wise dude. He was basically just saying like, to this person that was asking the question, and I think this person was asking the question just to start some conversation, whatnot. He was basically just saying though, that, um, you know, why did you invest in the sandbox? And obviously that's a great question because if, if the, the original question was, I bought it at, you know, this amount of money, it's now gone down. So I'm at a loss. Should I sell? It's a very, you know, we all had to say we're not financial advisors, right? So then we brought that conversation deeper. Why did you initially buy Sandbox in the first place? Okay, why did you believe in this project? What was it about this project that you still believe in, right? Things like that. It's like, maybe instead of ditching that hand, understand why it's, first of all, able to be used to whatever you're trying to do and how you can use it, okay? Crypto is something that, by the way, if we're going to get into DeFi, I'm actually really not using crypto all the time in the best way. I'm selling a lot of my passive income, going to get hit with capital gains on those for dividends. And what I really should try to be doing is leveraging as much as possible, you know, because with leverage, we can get untaxed gains. And if I leverage at a price point, I can always put more capital into the amount of leverage. So like, in other words, if I take $500 Bitcoin and I leverage it and I get, let's say $100, okay? And then if Bitcoin drops by 80%, I get liquidated. Well, if it's close to 80% of dropping, first of all, I'm gonna have enough time to put more money into my position so that way it doesn't get liquidated if I want to. And that will usually be at a lower price. Plus, when I leverage and take credit out of these assets, it's great because it's not going to be taxed currently, you know. So just some interesting thoughts. I don't know if this video might not get any views at all, but I enjoyed making it. So hopefully somebody finds some value, but I just enjoyed making it. And I think as content creators, sometimes we... uh I guess, need to be consumer centric. People push us to do what the algorithm wants and uh, it gets a lot of pressure. But if it's not fun for me, I can't, I can't do it, you know? So I got to have some fun too and just be true to myself. Anyways, guys, that's all I got for you. If you're listening to this, I appreciate the support, you know, I do. And uh, I'm humbled by the fact that you're even checking this video out because it's not like, a huge one though it is a fundamental video and i think it will actually give us maybe another way to look at investing you know anyways take care